Hey, Trey. This is Mike from Miami. Um, just want to thank you for your ministry. Um, I love the, the one on who wrote the book of Hebrews. That one blew me away because I was traditionally taught that Paul had wrote the book of Hebrews. But there was all along 2 Thessalonians 3.17, a token, his name, and every salutation. Wow. That was amazing. And it was all there the whole time, just like 2 Corinthians 9, 7, no need of having to tithe. Just like Paul telling us, Christ sent me not to baptize, no need for baptism. This is the best ministry I have seen so far, speaking the truth, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Trey Searcy, you are a light in a dark place, and I follow your pattern in a lot of ways, because... I, too, understand the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery hidden since the world began. It is so cool and so awesome to hear somebody who understands right the vision. I send all my friends to your ministry because it's easier. <laughs> it's easier. I don't even have to sit there and tell them. I can just tell them to go to your radio station, to your podcast. That's how easy it is to help my friends see the light. Thank you for your ministry. I, too, am now doing an online TikTok ministry, and I'm sharing the right, divided word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And, yeah, I get a lot of hatred, but, Trey, you are an inspiration. Thank you so much for your ministry. God bless you. A listener out of St. Mary's, Georgia, recently told us that someone in their office came in and uh, they were saying that the COVID virus was a judgment from God. Thankfully, the listener has been with us for some time now and is well-versed in the scriptures and, and understands how to rightly divide the word of truth, and they knew better. He didn't fall for the nonsense. Believing something, uh, repeating something, having faith in something that's not true only leads to more confusion. Paul addresses just that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There he said, verse 12, he says, uh, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Have all the faith you want in that God's judging the world by the coronavirus, but it's just this simple. If he's not, then your faith's in vain. Grace, it's unearned. We did nothing to deserve it. God's wrath is earned. It's punishment for wrongdoing. God's currently dispensing His unearned grace, which means He's holding back His day of wrath. There's no dual dispensing going on here. He's not dispensing both wrath and grace at the same time. The dispensation of God's grace means just that. God is graciously dispensing His grace. The COVID virus, the coronavirus, was not brought on by a supernatural act of God, and it's not going to be stopped by a supernatural act of God either. And right here, for those who want to claim that I lack faith, the truth is 
many years ago, I made the choice to get real. While some of you continue to fake it. What I lack is faith in hocus pocus, religious superstition, blind faith. God's not dispensing this virus any more than he's healing folks who have it. Recently, I heard one of the confused religious gurus of our day who refuses to rightly divide the word of truth. In one breath, he made the claim that no Christian can get this virus. He said God will put a hedge of protection around them. And just moments later, in another breath, he said if any Christian dies from this virus, not to worry. They'll go on to a better place, one prepared for them by the Lord. (laughs) Do what? Hey, is there a, quote, hedge of protection, or can a Christian die from it? Make up your mind. You see, those who do not consistently practice rightly dividing God's word of truth are consistently, they're they're constantly making conflicting statements. It's a very confusing message. The contradictive statements these guys make, and, and almost no one in attendance catches it. Don't fall in line with the gullible herd. Test what you hear. Talk about flip-flopping wafflers speaking out of both sides of their neck. I mean, regardless of what your religion has fed you, God is not angry with anyone today. He took out his anger. I mean, if you don't know that, if you don't understand what I just said, that God is not angry with anyone today, you've yet to understand what happened on the cross. It was there that he took out his anger on his son. He's not getting back at anyone today by by giving them the coronavirus. His son endured your punishment. There's no more punishment for God to give at this time. That's why it's called the dispensation of God's grace. He's not punishing anyone and he is not protecting or healing anyone from this pandemic. It doesn't matter if you've got faith or not. Claiming that God is supernaturally protecting you today, yet still you practice social distancing, well, that only demonstrates just how unstable your belief system is. It's barely hanging on. It's hanging by a string. It also shows just how little you think of God's power. If he was exercising his, his supernatural power today, oh, you'd know it. You could go lick every shopping cart at Walmart and you wouldn't catch it. Don't kid yourself. No need for a face mask and and six feet apart. Either God's supernatural hedge of protection works, or it does not. The religious ignorant like to credit or, or blame God for just about everything today. And one of their favorite lines is, God is sovereign. He's in control. God is in control. And while in control, he made the choice to allow Satan to be the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4 God, while in perfect control, has chosen not to manipulate our daily circumstances. God, while in control, says things happen by chance. Luke 10.31 And while in complete and perfect control, he He supplied you and I with His completed perfect Word. And He allows us free choice to freely choose whether or not we want to 
use his word, to study it and allow it to effectually go to work in our lives. While in control, he gives us free will to make daily choices, decisions on our own, decisions for ourselves. He is not puppeteering your life, manipulating your circumstances with with hopes of teaching you a lesson. All the lessons you need are, are lessons have already been printed, put in a perfectly preserved book. They're there. They've already been taught. They're written down, perfectly laid out in perfect order in your King James Bible. Yeah, he's in control, but you see, this sovereign crowd, the ones that are always misusing that word, when they say he's in control, they have a different idea. They've got you on a string and God as the great puppet master in the sky. That's a lie. And quite frankly, this sort of teaching is embarrassing to those of us who who are practical and still believe that God expects us to use common sense. They wrongly take passages written to and about Israel's lost sheep. They don't rightly divide the word of truth, and, and they apply them to us, the body of Christ. Hey, knowing the context of what you're reading, that's a good thing. They continue to confuse Israel's religion with our faith. You see, modern-day religion teaches us to be physical and temporal-minded instead of spiritual and eternal-minded, a result of confusing today's church with the house of Israel. Matthew 5.5, the meek shall inherit the earth. Compare that to Colossians 3.2, set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. God couldn't have made it any more different than that. The differences are obvious to any Bible believer. Both are true. Both of those statements are true. And is why we're instructed to rightly divide truth from truth. Both are true, but only one is applicable for today. Our truth is to set our affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Not on the coronavirus, not on your false claim that that it's a, a judgment from God, and not on false hope that God has built a hedge of protection to protect Christians from it. It's not a question of what God can do. It's a question of what He is doing. And that answer is found in dispensational Bible study recognizing how how God dealt with people differently throughout Scripture, making divisions, rightly dividing the word of truth, understanding that God is the same yesterday and today, which means He's always dealt with humanity differently, according to what administration they're under. Getting this is crucial when you, when you want to answer Bible questions. Recently had a listener tell me that uh, he asked a question to a Bible teacher and his response was, well, we don't discuss that subject because it's too divisive. Too divisive? You call yourself a Bible teacher, yet someone comes to you with a Bible question and you sweep it under the rug because it's too divisive. Hebrews 4.4, 4, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, 
and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hey, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. Use this word to see who's who, to figure out people's intent of their heart. God's word does the dividing all by itself. It does specifically what he intended for it to do. In this world where Satan is God, little g, please don't hold your breath waiting on the the one true and living God, big G, to swoop in and supernaturally cure you of the coronavirus. Not going to happen. Allow medical science to figure this thing out. God's more concerned with the world hearing of what was accomplished for them on the cross. That's why, that's, that's why the urgency, that's why he expects you, those who are saved, to go and share this good news. Go share the gospel. As an ambassador equipped with a ministry of reconciliation, go tell the world God is not holding your sins against you. Give them the gospel so that they can believe and receive the free gift of salvation. We're not to be wasting time giving others false hope. We're to be instant in season and out preaching the gospel of Christ. I choose to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. 1 Corinthians 2.2 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Romans 1.16 Souls saved and saints edified. That's, that should be our focus. Remember, Paul asked God three times to heal that thorn in his flesh. And how did God respond? Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Did you get that? God's strength is made perfect in physical healing? No, in weakness. We're in a different dispensation, folks. Wake up. Our current administration doesn't operate the same as it did for Israel. Get that today. The economy is different. And after understanding that, does, does Paul keep begging God for healing? Absolutely not. Instead, he said, most gladly, therefore, now listen, listen closely, watch, most gladly, he's glad about it, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He's glad, and he's glorying in his infirmities. This is far different than what's being taught today. Stop being so naive and gullible, and instead equip yourself with a rightly divided word of truth. It's time you power up. Hey, it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Time to grow up, saints. Time to grow up. Be no more as children who who fall for the slight of men with their cunning craftiness. Watch out for the modern-day Pied Pipers that lie in wait to deceive. Stop thinking, understanding, and speaking as children tossed to and fro. It's time to put away childish things. Wake up and realize that the mystery was revealed. Past tense. You can now see through the glass clearly. 
It's no longer dim. So stop putting your faith in God, reaching down through the heavens to solve the many woes we've gotten ourselves into. And instead, rest your faith in His finished blood work that occurred on the cross. That's where something very supernatural took place. You want supernatural? There it is. And that's where your hope should lie. The COVID-19 virus is not a judgment from God. And no matter what obstacles this life throws our way, as, as saved members, as saved by grace, members of the body of Christ, sealed unto the day of redemption, we should let faith rule over fear every time. Study and rightly divide the word of truth makes all the difference.